Welcome to the Should Have Bet More podcast presented by Gold Boys. Coming up on the show today, Julian Edlow of DraftKings Network. We will discuss the title games. We'll get a look into the Super Bowl. As it is now set, the 49ers will take on the Chiefs here in a couple of weeks, a rematch of the 2019 Super Bowl. 49ers are laying a point that quickly got bet, open two and a half, and Kansas City got bet. And the 49ers is where we'll start. Just a, a really good day of football, just seven hours of being on the edge of your seat, seeing who's going to win these games. Neither game was decided until the end. Uh, but we'll start with the 49ers, and they escape again. And the, four, the Lions just have to be absolutely sick to their stomach. Sat here last week and said, boy, Green Bay really left one on the table. Left points on the field, bad spots, all that, missed field goals. You could say the same for Detroit, and it was worse. When you are up 17 at half, you're up 24-10 with fourth and two at San Francisco's 28-yard line with six and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, and you get a drop like that. Uh, and, and we can get into Campbell's decisions because they're interesting and they're going to be a big talking point. He did make one huge mistake, but when you're up, when you're up 14, fourth and two plus 28, Reynolds catches that ball. You're looking at more points, either a touchdown or a short field goal. You're bleeding more clock and the game is pretty much over. So you never want to put it on one person, but boy Reynolds dropped that one, which swung the game. And then he dropped one on third down uh, a few drives later. And, Boy, just uh, you have to be sick for Detroit. It, it really just a brutal loss. They had this game. And when you go in as the underdog, same thing with Green Bay last week. When you go in as the underdog, hey, house money, you don't expect to win, had a great season. That all goes out the window when you're up 17 points. And Detroit just couldn't cash in, just completely unraveled the, the, the Gibbs fumble. You knew San Francisco was going to win the game when Ayuk made that catch off the deflection. Now, they were going to get a pass interference anyway, but the catch was just such a circus catch, and it got the crowd into it. It got him quickly uh, into the end zone. That actually, I think they went to third down to uh, to convert that touchdown. But as that catch was made, you just felt like San Francisco was going to win the game and Gibbs fumbles on the next drive. And uh, let's get into some of Campbell's decisions here because there were a few of them. Now, up 14 right before the half, and that was a terrible job by the 49ers defense. Just an absolutely terrible job. Uh, third and 18, third and 15, a third and 12 give up draw that goes for a first down. But Detroit's got the ball right around the three-yard line, fourth and goal, 14-point lead, 10 seconds left in the half. I have no problem kicking there. 17 is is that line of demarcation, that three-score lead. Psychologically, it's big. Uh, just mathematically, it's big being up three scores. And San Francisco started with the ball in the second half, so you don't want to be in a scenario where you had that great drive, you had this great half, and then you go in a half only up 14, and San Francisco gets the ball to start the second half, and all of a sudden it could be seven the next time you see it, and then you're in trouble. So I had no problem kicking that field goal, uh, kicking the field goal. I know a lot of people say, hey, be aggressive, put the knife in them. I had no problem with that. The next two are interesting. Now, I had no problem with it at the time. This is, like I said, the, the Reynolds drop, fourth and two from the plus 28, and you get the drop. That's a 45-yard field goal, 45-yard field goal in grass, in perfect weather. You should be able to, boy, I know he doesn't trust his kicker, and Badgley's been bad from distance, and I had no problem going for it. Like I said, Reynolds is wide open. He's got to catch that ball. He trusts his offense. They're, they were killing San Francisco. If you make that kick, it's very hard to come back from a 17-point lead with six minutes and change left in the third quarter. You take away the San Francisco running game. It makes him one-dimensional. Basically, you just need one stop or one touchdown yourself. You just San Francisco needs to play a perfect game from that point on if you could just put it at 17. So again, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. And if he gets it, the, the game is pretty much over. If he picks up the first down and Reynolds catches the ball, and Reynolds absolutely killed him in this game. 
But boy, if you're able to make that 17, if you're kicking it, I, I, I honestly rethinking it this morning. And this is not just playing the results, just hey, because it's playing the results. Be hey, Reynolds was open, he caught it. it. It shouldn't matter. It should just be the process, not the result. 17 there would have been a nice lead. Again, he doesn't trust his kicker, but 17 would have been a nice lead. Then the next one, when you're down three, it's fourth and three from the plus 30. This is a few drives later. This is seven minutes and change left in the fourth quarter. Boy, again, I didn't feel like they were getting it. I thought fourth and three, hey, maybe we'll just try and draw them off, draw them off sides. I know 47 is not an automatic kick there, but boy, I would have liked to try to tie the game and just make it a seven-minute game, put a little pressure on San Francisco. Maybe you get a purdy turnover. Maybe you get a stop. Maybe you hold them to a field goal. I know you don't like that scenario for Detroit where it's tied and you're on defense with a bad defense, but that one I think I would have kicked. So, look, Campbell has been aggressive. That's been his whole thing. I, I get it. I don't know. I don't know. The, the one where he made a, a huge mistake is with a couple minutes, of the, the final minute or so of the game, he has all his timeouts. He's driving. Third down, you cannot run the ball, then call a timeout, and then get the touchdown. You need two scores. You're down 10. You cannot burn a timeout there. You absolutely can't burn a timeout there. And he runs the ball, gets stopped, goes for the touchdown. Then, he, I mean, he probably should have kicked the field. You need the two scores. I know that the touchdown is important, and uh, you want to set yourself up where if you get the ball back with no timeouts, you only need to get a field goal. But that, that was a, a bad, bad mistake to, uh, to, to burn that timeout there. They get the touchdown. It's amazing. The 49ers were close to covering that game. I mean, think about it. You're laying seven, seven and a half, uh, and you're in a position where you're, you're about to cover the number down 14, down 17 in the second half, down 17 to start the half. And you're able to almost cover. That would have been a brutal beat for Detroit, especially since, hey, I mean, they had the ball at the one-yard line if they ever got stopped on that fourth down. So the 49ers escape. They survive that defense like a been saying for weeks now is completely overrated it's okay it's not the worst defense in the league but it is it is very vulnerable they got very lucky D detroit could have had you know 40 plus points i mean detroit went up and down the field on them so that's that game uh the, the 49ers survive again the other one look i love lamar i love lamar and i'm shocked this game closed five i mean people were betting kansas city like they had tomorrow's newspaper i i thought it would close like three uh, three and a half i was like wow you're getting more than a field goal with mahomes i thought it would close three it went up to five in some spots people were just betting baltimore 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 uh and they left points on the table too that that would look the interception that was a terrible decision to throw in a triple coverage the flowers fumble after he gets a taunt but the story of this game lamar was awful you can't play like that now he's a good player i like him i've always defended him i'm a vikings fan i wanted the vikings to draft him that was a terrible performance you cannot play that badly and it's going to be awkward here in 10 days or so when he gets his mvp trophy his second in five years you cannot play that badly in a game like that i mean you just can't you're home that's not a great chiefs defense he missed aguilar on what would have been a touchdown right before the end of the first half uh, the, the interception was bad. He had another interception that was dropped, and Kansas City was just the better team. I don't want to hear about the refs. I don't want to hear about the taunting call. Kansas City got one called back, too, right before the half. That was a bad call. Uh, Kansas City just dominated. I know Kansas City did nothing in the second half, and they really did nothing, but they didn't have to do anything. They were just in control, and uh, the Chiefs move on again. Mahomes now in the Super Bowl again, uh, and, and when they needed to make a play, like, like I said, they didn't do much in the second half, but when they needed to make a play, Third and nine to Valdez Scantling, and that's a guy that's made a dropped a lot of balls, had a lot of a hard time making plays. He caught it. The game ended, and Baltimore is eliminated again. That's just an awful performance. That one's going to stick to Lamar. That one's going to stick to Lamar until he plays a big game, gets to a Super Bowl. 
Uh, I, I thought the playoff stuff with him was a little overstated where it's small sample size. One of them was a game in Buffalo that was very windy. Uh, this one's bad. This one, there's no defending. He was awful in the game uh, at home. There's just, you can't play that badly. There's, there's no way to defend that performance. And that one is going to stick to him for a long time, sort of like Dak last year in the, against the 49ers. That's just, that's, I know it's only one game, but that's a very bad performance. And look, last week they were 10, 10 at the half against the Texans. And if the Texans weren't, the, if that was a better team, like I said, I think on Friday, if that was a better team across the field, if that was not a young Houston team that was not ready for the moment, that was a better team that they would have, you know, they could have lost last week. I know they played a good second half, but the Chiefs and the 49ers will meet again. So fun day of football. These games were in doubt until the end. Uh, anytime the one scene, anytime the favorites in trouble, it adds a little more drama to it. So both favorites were losing the whole game. One of them came back. One of them didn't. Excited for this Super Bowl. I don't I don't have any thoughts yet other than the obvious of, hey, it's it's really hard to go against Mahomes. Like I said, Kansas City here is getting a point. We'll see where that line ends up. Uh, and we'll talk more about that with Julian Edlow. That is next. This is the Should A Bit More podcast. All right, we are back. Should A Bit More podcast. You can catch his work. DK Network, Unreasonable Odds, The Sweat. He's all over the place. It is Julian Edlow. Julian, what's going on, man? Not much. We are down to one NFL game. It's I don't I mean, it's been a roller coaster. Yes, it has. Let's get it. We'll, we'll get into the Super Bowl. Obviously, let's just start with the title games yesterday. Did you have a problem with any of the Campbell decisions in terms of kicking, not kicking right before the half? He goes for the field goal. And then the two in the second half where he opts to go for it. any problem with any of them. Yeah, particularly the last field goal, you know, like during the course of the season, I get it. You want to show your team that like you have balls and this is how we're going to run stuff and whatever. But when you get to that point in that game and you have a chance to put points on the board with that score, you've, you've got to change your mindset is what I'm trying to say. So I had been betting Niners futures to win the NFC all year. I am pleased with the outcome Sorry about the back door for those that laid the seven. A deserved back door, a deserved cover, though. You can't yeah, cover too much. Yeah, if the, you Lions, have the, the Lions deserve to cover. You're you're right there. But yeah, I don't just like thinking through Dan Campbell's mind, it's like once you get put in that spot to go to the Super Bowl, given what you were up, you, you like you you have to kick, no? And just to be clear, you're talking about the one when they were down three and it was fourth and three from the 30, that one with like uh, almost eight minutes left in the game, seven and change. Yes. In the moment. The, I wanted to the kick game. in the moment. What I'm an aggressive like, guy too. I wanted to kick in the moment. I thought the kick, and I don't trust the kicker. I know he doesn't trust the kicker too. I get You can you be as wanna... aggressive as you want, but you're not going to tie the NFC championship game with eight minutes left and like see what you can do. I would have kicked. I mean, the, the field goal is not a gimme. He's not good from distance. And I didn't have a problem with it yesterday. I'm starting to like change how I was thinking. Again, I'm very aggressive. I'm a go for it guy. And I know Reynolds was open. He dropped it. To me, going up 17, like that's a 45-yard kick. It's in perfect weather. If you can just go up 17, you take the 49ers out of their comfort zone. They can't really run the ball anymore. 17 with six minutes in change to go in the third quarter. That's almost San Francisco almost needs a perfect game to get back into that third score. That's one where I was like, man, again, I didn't have a problem with it in the moment. And I don't want to be a hypocrite. I know they've been good on fourth down. But mm -hmm. Boy, if you could have gotten up 17. Look, if he catches the ball, that game is just about over because the clock's running. You're going to add points. You're going to have at least a chip shot field goal, if not a touchdown. 
San Fran's not going to get the ball back till who knows when. And they were killing San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco was so bad getting off the field, especially before the end of the first half that I don't know. I can't kill him either way, but uh, I, I probably, if I could have, I wonder if you gave him true serum, if he would have kicked that middle field goal, that one with, uh, with, with six minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, again, that's, that's equally as interesting of a call in, in hindsight. I just go to like, all right, you already made that decision in the third quarter. Now we're in the fourth quarter and you have a chance to tie the game and you are still sticking to your guns of being like Mr. Aggressive, which again, we we all tweet, like we're all sitting on our couches tweeting, watching these games, making fun of guys that like, you know, punt on fourth and four on the, the 45 or whatever. So like, I get it, but that was over the top. <laughs> and you had no problem kicking the field goal right before the half too, right? Oh yeah, that was, no, that's, that's no. Fine. I, I didn't either. I mean, if at the one, I would have been tempted to go for, but you know, go up seventeen. You weren't getting the ball to start the second half. I didn't want to be a scenario where I don't get the 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 field goal. I don't come up with any any points after that great drive. Now I'm giving the ball to San Francisco, and the next I touch it, I could be up seven. So I mean, I thought it was ridiculous to burn the timeout when they were down ten. That final minute, you had to just because you're not going to get an onside kick. An onside kick is such a tough play when the when the other team knows it's coming. Four, I, I, I had to, right? Yeah, I had to keep my third time. I can't run the ball there on third down, burn a timeout to kick like that. That one I thought was the worst of all. Yeah, I guess it wasn't. I, I guess in the moment, I didn't think it was the the worst of all. But it, you know, this all snowballs. Like we we got to put it all together. You can rank it how you want to rank it. The Lions puked all, puked all over themselves in a very big spot. And the Niners, who we have the Shanahan stat, 0-30-whatever, uh, trailing in games. And then just back-to-back weeks, the Niners come roaring back in games that they probably didn't deserve to win either. Let's look at that going forward. How do you look at this 49ers team? Hey, they found a way to win. You, you know, you, you just you give them a break here. Or you say, hey, this is a, a, a defense we've overrated. Um, and you, you look at it from that perspective. How do you look at the, the 49ers going forward? Okay. I love the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The line move, line move already kind of tells us what people are thinking. Uh, that Watching that game, it's like, what is that defense doing? I, I thought this defense was good. <laughs> we were bamboozled into believing this defense was good. It was not good. Um, it has not been. I thought, hey, the, the Packers uh, – the Packers exposed them. Uh, wet field. There were defenders slipping around all over the field. They'll be ready for the Lions. They'll get it together. No, uh, not at all. And Kansas City just had held the MVP to seven points. Um, now, the the Ravens had their own faults, and the moment was clearly too, too big for them. But what the Chiefs did uh, defensively, was impressive and i know the chiefs yet again no no second half points i i i think much less of of the niners now um we don't want to overreact to a game or two but at the same time like these are the games that are being played these are the games that you get judged on uh i i i think much less of of the niners now I can't remember just top of my head a team making the Super Bowl that pulled out two games like this to get here. I mean, it's not uncommon. Hey, you, you pull one out. Remember, the Chiefs were down 24 nothing to the Texans that year, and, hey, they came back and they, they, they won going away. I can't remember where you're outplayed this badly and you really got away with one twice. That, that to me, is unusual. It is, and it's kind of like, you know, when's one going to catch up to you? And, right. uh, you know, teams that play like this are generally eliminated by now. 
And what came into play is what we've been saying all year and why I bet the Niners to win the NFC. The NFC stinks. <laughs> they, if you think about it, the Niners played at home against the Packers and Lions and the Packers and Lions puked all over themselves and credit to San Francisco for making the plays down the stretch. But like the NFC is not good. Uh, that was ultimately the handicap on my on my bet. And it it came to fruition, even with the Niners not playing great. Uh, so, you know, now you get Mahomes again. Uh, if you look back throughout the course of the regular season, I don't, were we texting about this or it might've been somebody else. The AFC has consistently pounded the NFC Yes, throughout the season. Did we talk about that? I don't remember yeah. if it was you. I, I mentioned it on other shows. It might've been on. Yeah. I think it was the day after um, I came on your show the day after the uh, the 49ers Packers game. And I said, maybe just something to keep in mind that, you know, the Bills buried the Cowboys, even the Dolphins who beat nobody good all year. Bills they beat the Cowboys. the Cowboys. Dolphins beat the Cowboys. Right. Ravens hammer the Niners on, on Christmas. Um, Niners the lost to three AFC teams. Right? I mean, 49ers lost to PJ Walker. They lost to the Bengals. So, yeah. Ravens beat the Lions like 40, was it 44 to six in Baltimore? Something along the lines of that score. Like, the more I look at this, the more I'm starting to think that uh, just the Niners aren't even that good, and the NFC in totality is not that good. Lions could have easily had 40-something points. I wish I said this in the beginning. <laughs> I meant to give Goff credit. Goff was outstanding. I mean, people – I know Goff, you know, it, you put him outdoors in the cold. He's not the same player. There's this notion that Goff is like Zach Wilson or something. Goff should be going to his second Super Bowl. I thought Goff was outstanding yesterday, and Detroit just left so many points on the board. Uh, they have to be sick because he could say, "Hey, we're young. We'll be back. We got this. We got this in, in in place. We got the rookies. It's hard to get back, man. I mean, I think of the 2015 Mets in baseball, the 2011 Oklahoma City Thunder with Durant and losing in the finals with Harden and Westbrook. Oh, they're young. They'll be back. It's hard to be back. It's hard to be up 24 seven AFC title game. There's no no uh, guarantee they'll be back next year. No, <laughs> there's no guarantees in anything in 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 the NFL these days. Of course, so God, I, I was wrong i guess about the lions in the sense of i i put some stock in that uh it's not necessarily going outdoors it's just getting out of the dome and and playing on turf and that that affects golf and affects the lions and they played inside all of the last three months except for the one game in chicago that they lost 28 to 13 no san francisco is not chicago in the middle of december but uh i i thought just getting out of the dome would play more of a role for that offense and uh it did not does this change how you feel about Lamar switching over to the other game? Because I've always been a Lamar defender. I can't defend him after yesterday. That was a terrible performance. Does this change how you feel? It does. Um, seven points. Zay Flowers left seven on the table. You know, they could have been better with other plays being made by people that weren't Lamar. But you you got to be better in, in that game. The Chiefs didn't do anything offensively in the second half. And uh, you still let them walk out of your own building with with the win. So that that's what I ultimately chalk that one up to is that you did what you needed to do in the second half. If you're trailing at home in the AFC Championship game at halftime and your defense pitches a second half shutout, you're supposed to come back and win with the MVP. And and they didn't. So again, I'm not, you know, there's not stats there. This is more of like a gut reaction, but needed to be needed to be more there from Jackson in that offense and Har Harbaugh like you know that's a coaching staff that's been there done that and they were they were bad they looked like they were scared of the moment so the the blame needs to be spread 
but I'm not taking any away from Lamar Jackson because that was pretty bad. It's very odd how they didn't run the ball. I thought Lamar Lamar could have ran more. I thought the running they didn't really get the running backs involved. That's how you beat the Chiefs is running it on. That was a very strange game plan from Baltimore. Gus Edwards one carry in the first half, right? Um, yeah, really weird. Uh, I, I didn't quite get what they were doing. Uh, we had all the stats about the road ref going into the game. I thought the game was extremely fairly officiated. All of the big flags on Baltimore that cost them points were boneheaded mistakes yes. by Baltimore. Um, Van Noy essentially gave him three before the half. Zay Flowers push him down, spin Dude, the ball in his face, and then cut your hand on the bench. Uh, doofus. I, just like those were self-inflicted wounds. Yep, I can't listen to anyone, anyone, you know, bet on Baltimore, any Ravens fan. I can't listen to anything about the refs because Kansas City had a touchdown called back before the half. That was very shaky. And when they call taunting, I, I all we see is the flag. We see they call taunting. My first reaction is, oh, come on. It, how can you call taunting in this spot? Then when you see it, he, he's, you, asking, oh, yeah. he's asking for it. He throws the guy. Like he said, he spins the ball. He does the flex. I mean, he, he did push his bases. shoulder down first to get I mean, up. So stupid. He airs him down, to be spins flagged. the ball in his face like – you're 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 down in the biggest game of your life like get to the line of scrimmage and and let's try and get a touchdown and you're doing that it's just not smart and then he, fu and then he fumbles going in and which <laughs> yeah. i don't know if they cut that to three San kansas city wasn't really doing anything who knows if you push totally kansas city and, you, and they needed to make a play they might have but i would have liked to see that game down three or you know e even at the end there the third and nine mahomes completes, uh, completes to valdez scantling it would have been interesting you know baltimore down seven no timeouts uh with a chance to tie that would have been drama but i, I just i don't know we, we never got to see it. baltimore is another team it's not as bad as detroit because um you know it might be as bad as detroit that's a tough one when you lose at home you got nowhere to go i mean detroit was up so much so i, I don't think you could say it's as bad as detroit but they left so many points on the board yesterday i, I mean yeah not not much to add uh, a lot of points left on the board good performance by the defense and uh, again, I'll just if I'm going to take one thing from that game, it's the boneheaded mistakes by Baltimore. The Van Noy penalty is three. The Flowers penalty is maybe seven. There's your 10 points. 100 uh, percent. You mentioned you like the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Any just sort of do's and don'ts for betting the Super Bowl? Bet early, bet late, how to bet props and any advice you give in terms of how to attack this game because there's so many things to bet so many props um take it whatever direction you want to go yeah uh I, I mean the early advice is almost out the window because it's just you, you get kansas city plus three on the the look ahead or whatever or you don't and then the game opens and everybody bets kansas city uh I'll say some advice, I guess, don't get sucked into the the square, sharp, what's the pro angle, what's this, that. It's a Super Bowl. There's one game left. It's taking the most bets in the world. Um, bet it how you want to bet it. Don't look at it and say, you know, 33% of the bets for 40% of the money on the, are on the Niners. Maybe the Niners are sharp, even though I really like the Chiefs, and I'm, I'm making those numbers up. But bet the side you want. Uh Prop wise, I probably would get in early because the one the ones that are good plays are going to get bet up early um, and pretty significantly. So those I would I would take a look at 
early and and kind of break down the matchup the way that you want and and bet those early. But in terms of the game, not much is going to change, I think, in my opinion. Like, I, I could just bet Kansas City now, but I don't think much is going to change if you wanted to just bet Kansas City on, on game day. It's not like you're going to be laying a couple points with the Chiefs uh, in whatever, 13 days from now when the Super Bowl is. I think it was well said. I will add this to it. Bet the popular players over and bet them early because you'll set up you, you either gonna have a nice number, you have some minerals. Nobody's betting under Mahomes passing yards. You get so much public action. Right. You can go right before kickoff. I think it's 258 and a half right now, just at DraftKings, Mahomes passing yards. My guess that closes 268 and a half, maybe 270, because people want to watch the game. They want to root for overs, they want to root for stuff to happen. So I, I would say bet the over now. That those fun players, Debo Samuel, McCaffrey, all these superstar players, people are gonna bet the over but they don't bet right away so i think if you bet the over now you can set yourself up with good numbers and good middles yeah i don't i don't disagree with any of that um i don't middle player props much um some people do i know you're 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 in that crowd um so if if that is something that you are interested in now is the time that you want to get involved yeah it's it's tough it depends how big of a middle like i don't i don't know that i'd suggest middling it but i would just say hey it, that strategy, I think, is a, is a sound one where if you're going to bet this stuff, don't wait till an hour before kickoff if you're going to bet the over. If you're going to bet the over, bet it early. If you're going to bet the under, wait. I think that would be my, my best advice way of putting it. Again, you're setting up two, three-yard middles on some of these. It's not worth it because you're going to pay the juice. But just in general, if you like the over, bet it quickly. MVP, have you had a chance to look for Super Bowl MVP? Anything jump out to you? Do you want me to read you the odds? Um, I'll pull it up. I, I haven't really dug into it. It's... Uh... I get it. It's like a a fun market. It's not, you know, always for me, betting Super Bowl MVP. I, I get why it's fun. It's tough to see the Chiefs winning without it being Mahomes. We always go this route. But the last time I, I went this route was the Patriots' last Super Bowl. Oh. And Tom Brady was the equivalent of Patriots' money line. Uh, and it, it went to Edelman. Uh, so that's one of the reasons I almost don't get involved. Because it's like... Okay, I like the Chiefs in the game. Okay, I think Mahomes is going to win MVP. Why bet Mahomes MVP when I can bet the Chiefs, right? Um, Even if it's a 5% chance he doesn't get it, which I agree. Like, it's 90-something percent chance he's going to get it. But why take that risk? Plus 120 right. for Mahomes, and you can get probably even money. for. The, is it worth it for the extra 20 bucks? No. Probably not. Um, and, like, yesterday, I would have given the MVP to Kelsey, probably. So what if it's a game again like that? Like, Kelsey was ridiculous on, on Sunday. So... For those reasons, it's it's a market I I I don't get too involved with. But um, you know, people like to do it for fun. People that like to do it for fun are betting five, ten bucks on long shots. So, you know, in that sense, Pacheco, Debo Samuel, uh the one I like. Bosa, if Bosa's get sacks Mahomes three times or something, like those are the routes I would start looking at if if you want to go long shots, but it's not a market that generally jumps out to me. Debo's the one that jumps out to me. He was 55 to one to win this yesterday. I, I talked about uh -huh. that one. I thought that was just too long because he can do, first of all, he's going to have two weeks for the whole, the shoulder to heal. He can run, he can catch at 20 to one. Uh, people are quick to discredit Purdy. And I, I could see like, I don't know. I just, I could, I could see Purdy not getting this. I think at 20 to one Debo's the one where I would pull the trigger uh, just because he can do so much. Maybe you, you gang up on McCaffrey and Debo has, a touchdown rushing and two receiving or vice versa. Debo at 20 to one, I think is one that I, I think is worth the flyer. 
20 to one's a, a good number. And I know, you know, stinks 55 to one, 20 to one a day later, but Hey, the Niners had to win that game. We are where we are bet with the information you have. Totally agree. Totally agree. Anything else on this game? It's our, it's early. It's Monday morning. We got 13 days to go. I, I you know, you're going to see me on, on other shows in three, four or five days, given all these things like, Oh, that's a great take. I wish he gave it on this podcast that I just haven't, haven't dug up yet. Um, but yeah, early thoughts are like, I really like the Chiefs that I've been so unimpressed with what the Niners have been doing and they're power rated right now. The price on this game is based off of what they have done on the season in its entirety, uh, but they have not been that team the last couple of weeks. They have just clawed by a couple of OK to good teams, and now you're getting a Chiefs team where Mahomes is just rolling and they're they're pressing all the right buttons right now one more thing i would add to the tutorial of how to bet the super bowl shop around because i just looked i mentioned i like debo 20 to 1 super bowl mvp do not bet that because i just found another book 38 to 1 on debo that is a fat number that is a very nice bet and there's a lot of disparity in these if you just assume hey the lines are going to be the same at, at each book that's not true shop around get the best of the number because you're gonna have a lot of disparity Book to book, right? You think with the Super Bowl and people balancing their action, books balancing their action, you probably get some some different numbers in these spots. And what I will preach is that during your shopping, check out the odds at DraftKings Sportsbook. We generally have decent numbers and you can start your shopping there and then bet where you want to bet. Uh, before we go, anyone college basketball you think is a sleeper, underrated? I know you're big into college hoops. Uh, anyone that's, is there a Florida Atlantic this year? There probably is, and uh, we're probably just too dumb to figure out who it is, right? I know uh, Grand Canyon was a team preseason that I I, I put a little bit of money on. I, I, I'm i a fan of the Antelopes. Uh, you know, night to night, I, I feel like I'm getting a pretty good grasp on, on college hoops. But, uh, I, you know, when you think about it, it's really hard to figure out who those teams are going to be in March, sitting here at the end of January, because if you if we were talking at the end of November about who's going to be good at the end of January, we would have no clue. These teams change. So I've more and more gotten into uh, waiting and betting things before the tournament on like what I see right then. And I know it's it's fun and it's sexy, just like betting Super Bowl MVP to this is who I want to grab now to win March Madness. Um, but the more I do it, like my favorite bets are just like going into the tournament uh last year you know UConn was like minus 115 to make the sweet 16 they wound up having to beat Iona and St. Mary's and mopped them like I would much rather just put more on something like that than try and scrape together a, a team that I really like right now I, I have some futures on Kentucky Arizona and Kansas throughout the year those are the teams I have uh feel good about the first two not loving Kansas but like I said, I, I I think there's some really good bets available as the tournament starts that uh, you don't need to do something now where you you could get a good number, but the odds are you're you're probably gonna bet a, a loser or bet something that you regret. Is anyone better than UConn? Is UConn the best team? That's a good question. We were all nobody was paying attention yesterday. We had football while they just pound Xavier oh, by like. I think 50. they're still scoring. I think 
think UConn's probably the best team again. They're they're physical, they're big, they have depth, they play defense, they have seniors, they have freshmen, they have this, they have that. I like Arizona a lot. Um I I like some some other teams. Purdue is on that revenge narrative of kind of like Virginia. You lose to the 16, you come back motivated, but looping back to your question, UConn's the best team. Last one. You're a, you're a Boston guy. You're a mask guy. Does Belichick coach again? Does he sit out a year? What, what do you think happens with Belichick? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and it's, you know, just like March Madness one. It's like, hey, you're like, you got to be a lot smarter than me to have an answer to this one. He wanted to coach. Is he going to get Buffalo? Are the Chiefs going to win the Super Bowl and Andy Reid retires? These are the narratives floating around. I think he wants the win record. So I will say, if you give me a pick him, I'll say he coaches again. But if you're 72 or whatever, and you're retired for a year, and then the job cycle comes up next year, you start to slow down, man. Like, I don't, when COVID hit, my, my dad, who uh, works at a hospital, stopped working. He's old. He didn't want to get sick. By the time things started rolling out of COVID, he was like, I'm done. I'm not going to work again. <laughs> he's in his set he's in his early 70s he might be the same age as bill belichick so like to compare that you just kind of now you're 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 not doing it for a year or whatever and then the time comes to do it and you're like why would i go back yeah a few things you said that were interesting i think that the chiefs one would be fascinating because i do agree he wants to coach again i do agree he wants the wins record i feel like if he goes to the chiefs and wins with Mahomes. His whole thing is like, oh, you can't win without Brady. You can't win without the great quarterback. I don't know that winning with Mahomes dispels that. I don't know that that satisfies him. But again, he doesn't want to coach, you know, the Washington, Carolina. He doesn't want to rebuild either. So there's a lot of barriers here, which who, who knows how much control uh, control he wants of the personnel. He wants a good team, but they, they can't have too great a quarterback that doesn't get credit. I don't know. My guess is he sits out a year and coaches somebody. Somebody flops next year and he waits a year. But uh, again, or like in he season, says, right? Yeah. What if the Cowboys? What if the Cowboys are two and four and McCarthy gets canned? Like, a, I thought know. that was the spot for him. Once Dallas lost like that to Green Bay, I thought that was the spot for him. I knew there were a million reasons why it possibly couldn't work between Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick wanting control. But I think from a roster, from a football standpoint, they had the offense. I thought he could have been the finishing touch, but that obviously didn't up happen. Uh, didn't end up happening. No, uh, I. I was also pretty pretty surprised by that. It was a you know a Joe public take on Twitter as soon as the Cowboys are down twenty seven nothing, bill to the Cowboys. But I, I agreed. Yep. All right, Julian, you're the best man. Appreciate you coming on. Let everyone know where they can find you. Anytime. We'll do it again. Um, the sweat weekends eight a.m. to ten a.m. Saturdays and Sunday mornings. It's on DraftKings Network. It's on Vsin. It's on uh, Twitter at the Sweat at DK Network at Julian Edlow. Um, that is our, that is our baby right now. That is, that is what we're working on. All right, man. Thanks again for coming on. We'll do this again soon. All right, for sure. Thanks. Will. all right, that'll do it for the show. Thank you to Julian Edlow. Appreciate him joining us. We will be back end of the week, a weekend with no football coming up. So not sure if we'll do NFL pivot to basketball, baseball options are open. That's the one good thing about February is you can kind of go any direction. Once you start to uh, get away from football season, baseball season, not that far away in the middle of basketball can always do football. So we'll have a good show. We'll be back Friday. Appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to download rate review, subscribe. See you at the end of the week.